0: I've been getting into Neville Goddard's work and a lot of his work is a lot of what so many Law of Attraction people teach now and even a lot of Joe Dispenza's stuff and it's around the Law of Assumption. And so it's assuming the best. It's really like how we assume the best. So in this breakup season, the Law of Assumption would say, I assume that this is leading me to something better. This is leading me to something more beautiful. But the experience of the person in the sacredness of being single circle, having that moment where they really are present to what is is so important because healing cannot happen without honesty first. And if we bypass the self, that's really when we can get ourselves in trouble. And in my internal family systems study that I've been doing, we learned about these things called not-self parts. And these not-self parts try and act like the self. So we have our highest self. We have that core that core version of self, the very perfect version of self that always knows that's always there. And then we have these other aspects that can present as the self. And these could be parts like the wise part. And the wise part would be a part of us that's like, because of all of this pain and suffering, I'm learning compassion for others, or there's a silver lining to all of this. And I know this is for my greatest good. And behind every rain cloud is a rainbow. And That type of thing where those are all true in the end, but if we bypass the experience of the grief or the pain, then we're actually not being completely honest and we're actually harming another part of ourselves that is in pain right now. And that doesn't want to maybe see compassion or see empathy or see joy or see the good in this whole situation. And so I think that's a really important point is actually being where you're at in your grief process and being really honest about where you're at in your grief process because I think what happens is the process of pain of a breakup will be prolonged if we're not honest with ourselves throughout. And if we actually, in that honesty, can't give ourselves the time and space to be with that feeling or emotion instead of just intellectualizing it because we can say, I'm not happy, I'm not okay, and then kind of move on and try and, just stay in the mind but if we actually are with that and can work with that feeling and can move it through our body and can be with the fullest expression of that in where we are I think that's really how we can the only way we can move on from it
1: yeah it's like this process of becoming like less and less afraid of the self yeah because there are like aspects of either who we are or how we move through things or experience things that we're like kind of afraid of we kind of think are ick And to be able to like move through these emotional thresholds and really stay by our own side and allow it to be fully felt. Anytime that I've allowed that to happen, especially like over the last five years in my 30s, it's like, oh, that's the shit. Like, that is what brings me closer to myself it's yes the joyful moments do wonders but I'm like damn like when I'm really able to be what I need in a moment and not just stuff it down because I'm afraid to feel it fully it's like yeah those are the moments that like our soul for sure is like yes like this is it this is this is the stuff you know
0: yeah because our soul over wanting us to be happy wants us to be free and to be free we have to be in truth of where we are you know and there's like levels to the truth too because the one could present as this is horrible i'm not doing well and that could be true but then there could be a part of it where it's like is there a truth that this was something that you subconsciously wanted or subconsciously were co-creating or whatever but so it's been, I think, like six months, maybe longer. I'm not sure. Maybe a year. Maybe. maybe I know. I never time was is married. very weird. It's like, weird. I Actually, was I ever even in a relationship? <laughs> I don't even know how much the time was. But recently, Lindsay and I were in New York for writing our book, which was so much fun. We were in Hudson Valley, and it was really beautiful, and it was so nice. And so far, I've been really great with how I've been feeling. I actually did a lot of processing of the relationship before we had made the decision And I did things like the darkness retreat, which really gave me time and space to be in full experience of my feelings and emotions. And I've really been giving myself permission. And when we were in Hudson Valley, we got an interview on Friday. So we came back into the city and I had to fly out to Portugal that night. I was going on a trip to Portugal with some friends. And I remember coming into the city and we drove right past and we walked right past where I'd got engaged. And I was like, Oh my God, how divine that we had randomly been in the area where I had been proposed to years ago and I cellularly was like reclaiming an aspect of myself or being with an aspect of myself that I had not yet been with and I was so emotional. Oh my gosh, I was like inconsolable in a way that was so cellular and so beyond what I would have ever thought. I had been feeling, you know, as someone that's like, I'm just cruising along all is well. And then to feel that was so intense. And that night I left for Portugal and I was really excited about the trip. It was really great. And I was excited to go, but Portugal is a great place. I've been a few times, but it's not my favorite place on earth. And the friends that I was going with, I'm love deeply, but I'm not super close to them. So it is kind of a risk to go on a vacation with people that you're not in deep, intimate relationship with when you're in the kind of portal that I'm in. But on the trip, we were halfway through the trip and I would been crying every night. Every single night I've been just that type of feeling where you like hold over crying, where you're like, oh, this feels like, where you kind of are puking silently. You're like, oh. you know, it's like just all of it. But it was so perfect because we had our own rooms and I loved them deeply and they would have been there if I asked or requested. But because I didn't know them well enough for them to know the full trajectory of my relationship with Justin, I was able to just be with my body and my emotions and not be in the mind. And I know that the way that I am, if I had friends there, we would have probably been together. We would have been talking about it. And I probably would have been way more in the mind than I needed to be. I really just needed to be with myself and my feelings. And I actually didn't need to be held. I didn't need to be mirrored. I didn't need to have anything be said. It just needed to come out. And halfway through the trip, I still was kind of like, I didn't really know why I was there. I was kept asking God. I'm like, I understand I'm here for fun and pleasure, but I really don't know why I'm here because it's just a lot to go across the world on a trip. And my sister texted me that day and she's like, I can't believe it's your wedding week. And, you know, two years ago, we were at your wedding and I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I'm here, to originally have recalled aspects of my soul in New York where I would got engaged with you and have my heart open for that experience and then spend the week where I didn't even realize that it would have been my wedding week in a space where I could really feel and be with my emotions and heal. And be in the depths of my feeling in a way that I don't think I would have had access to in Los Angeles or even with people that know my journey because it's a very tender place and oftentimes people try and support your grief by telling you things like, you're better off, you're going to have someone more aligned coming, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, I actually didn't need that. I just needed to be with the body. And I was so grateful because I just felt the hand of God in my life where I was like, wow, I didn't know why I was going to Portugal. We didn't really have the interview planned for a long time. The trip just happened in this beautiful symphony where I was like, whoa, I could really be supported in my healing. I could be supported when I'm saying yes, and I don't really know why, too, and just trust that like my process for the grief has been so purposeful. And it's actually been so nice because it's given me the opportunity too to know that whenever the next relationship comes around, you know, whenever that timing is, I'm going to be fully there in like mind, body, and soul because my body has been able to release cellularly all the things it needs to. And I'm able to express and I'm able to be and I'm able to feel and I'm able to just actually fully be Aligned in all three centers in the next experience rather than being like, oh yeah, this is my wedding anniversary. I'm going to have an emotional experience about this and then I'm going to go on a date that night with someone new. It's like I've been able to be fully present with the process and I'm so proud of that and I'm so proud of my journey with really honoring this in the way that it should be and being gentle and slow and not rushing and yeah, I'm not a patient person at all. That's my... Achilles heel, to be honest. It's really, really bad. But with this, I've been able to be more patient with myself, I think, than anything else. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast